Hello and welcome back to another episode of Media Mantras. I'm Adrian. And I'm Adrian. And uh, we got a little bit of news today, a little bit of tea to spill for you, Big Apple. We have some trailers and some teasers. We got Warwick and Morty because uh, they're going on hiatus, which we can talk about too. Yep. And then um, and then finally we have a Barbarian review. So you ready to get into this, Shiznitz? Yeah. Let's get right yeah. into it. Um, the first article I have here is uh, Christian Bale calls Thor Love and Thunder filming monotonous. Quote, had no idea what to do. Um, how, do you know anything about his uh, complaints? on set so he was complaining yeah 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 apparently he did not have a great time filming wow. this uh this this movie which is a shame uh, because he know. was arguably the best part of it yeah maybe not maybe maybe it's not an argument he was the best part no, of he, it. Was. he was it was pretty pretty spectacular um so yeah he's you know he's an acclaimed actor and all that good stuff but um yeah apparently like he was just not happy he said that um that like there was a lot of i guess screen scene or like the medium how they shoot in you know there's a lot of that going on in the film and uh, apparently, you know, he's, there's there's not much to go off of, you know, in the world of green screens and whatnot. And so I guess he didn't have a lot to sink his teeth into. Just like, just cry bail. Yeah. Do your thing. <laughs> Pretend. So uh, he was by himself for a lot of scenes. He really was, though. Yeah. Yeah, he really was. So that is a shame. I really wish we could have seen uh, just a tiny bit more of all that. I want to see him. I wish we could have seen, seen him slay more gods and whatnot, you know? Yeah. yeah. You know, he slayed one god. And then, he's the god butcher. Yeah. It's like a God Butcher, not the God Butcher in this one. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a shame. Um, did you see this headline? Did you see that Dwayne Johnson says he's uh, he's like basically no longer running for president? His daughter is his number one priority. Oh, he was? He, he was, was. Like legitimately running? Well, he wasn't like legitimately running, but he was talking about it for, for many years. He was like, oh, you know, right, that's yeah. something I'm setting my eyes on. It's something I think I can do. I can give back, whatever. And, we, you know, we all played off like, yeah, sure. Okay, we'll see. Uh -huh. But the, the fact that he kind of like addressed it now is just interesting because it, it was insinuated that maybe he would have done it in 2020 mm, and then he didn't right. we all know how that went and then now i'm just like were you ever gonna actually run i don't know and then he says his daughter's his number one priority right. he, he he cited that he wasn't there enough for his first one like his oldest because mm -hmm. uh, all the filming and whatnot but i'm like okay i get it you're not gonna run whatever you want more time but it's like my guy you're about to take on like another franchise like yeah. you're in i'm sure you know it's not <laughs> slowing down buddy you're like at your prime in terms of like turning out films so I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I believe that excuse, bud, but whatever. Do what you want to do. <laughs> I don't know. I just think that's a little, I, I, I didn't, I, I, the thought that he, the thought that he had is like, okay, let me come out. Let me make an announcement. Cause it was like, it was on an interview. It was like a whole like 60 minutes type deal. Oh, okay. And it was like some sort of journalist asking him and then he like, he got it. He went into it. I'm like, that's weird. It's like an announcement to say I'm not running. It was just, yeah, that is I thought it was just like talk, but it's interesting. It's interesting. You want to get into some trailers, Big Apple? Yeah. All right. Let's go with the blockbuster. Let's start with that. Gotcha. Come on, man. <laughs> stupid. Oh my god. Is that is uh are those kind of sitcoms to carry a cup of tea, Big Apple, or it's whatever to you? Uh it's always hard to get into them based off the trailer. I think. That's fair. Yeah. Uh is this supposed to actually be based on the last blockbuster? I don't or? think so because I thought the last I'm gonna look this up. I thought the last blockbuster was in uh like Alaska or something. I feel like uh, this is a fictionalized take on that. You know yeah. what I mean? And they're using that name to kind of reel you in. Because okay, it's the biggest movie rental place that everyone remembers right, right, right in america so and it w what threw me off the most um was that it seemed to be set in present day like i saw someone with like a, a new iphone mm. or like you know within a year or whatever and there's like modern references and like i've worked here since i was in seventh grade and i was like hmm but it was i thought it would have been like more of a period piece if they're going for that you know what i mean like yeah. oh like this is a late tw 2000s or early 2010s you know what i mean mm. um but it looks like it says it's in bend oregon in 2019 the lads World's last remaining retail store. Yeah, I don't know where the the 
the show's gonna take place. But that's interesting. interesting. Yeah. I wonder how much this is actually gonna have to do with Blockbuster. Well, that makes is, me is this a series or is this a it looked it looked like a sitcom series. It didn't look it like did, a movie. Right? Yeah, yeah, it was it was set up like that. Like the what are we gonna do this week? What wacky thing are we getting into this yeah. week? Yeah. But I like the energy of it and like, you know, comedies, yeah, whatever. It's 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 they're doing their they're doing their thing here. Like it's like you said, it's hard to tell exactly from a trailer, but yeah. I like the energy and like it seems to know what it is, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um cast seems all right. JB Smooth's in there, Randall Park, some yep. other faces and I like it. I like. I think they have a, a little roster going for them. Some shenanigans, some hijinks. Did you like? Um, this is a total tangent. Did you like Space Force? I've seen a couple of. Oh, okay. It doesn't matter. It's canceled okay. now. Oh, it is. They canceled it. Yeah. Huh. It's done. Rest wow. in peace, Space Force. Oh well. You know what the cliffhanger was? What? Um, there was a meteor coming to Earth, <laughs> and then that's how, how they ended it. Yeah, that's a bit <laughs> ironic. But um, but yeah, this uh could be interesting. Could be interesting. You ready for the Super Mario Brothers official teaser trailer? Yeah. Let's run that, buddy. So, thoughts? Exciting? Not exciting? I really like the animation. Animation Dude. is stellar. Yes. Yeah. Like, I have no problems with it whatsoever. It looks so good. Mm-hmm. I was like, these look like high-budget AAA video game cutscenes. Like, if they did it like an intense, like, first-person Mario, like, yeah. <laughs> shooter game or something. Like, these yeah, look like yeah. cutscenes. It looks so good. Um, How do you feel about Bowser and uh, Jack Black voicing him? I think he sounds almost perfect. Yeah, like I, I like it. Like you can tell it's Jack Black, but he he's still like doing the character mm-hmm. as best as he can, and like it works for me. It works. Yeah. Did you see him at Comic Con? The videos? No. What happened? <laughs> Should he, I look it he, up? Uh, he's doing the voice of Bowser on stage, and like he threw a like a backpack or something. Like the you know how they have the shells with yeah. the spikes on them. This one right here. Yeah. Check it out real quick. I'll put it on like. He's <laughs> <laughs> going crazy. <laughs> Dude, he's such a character. I love yeah, him. I know. Dude, he's into it. Look, he dyed his beard. Oh, he loves it. Oh, that's just a bunch of repeating angles. That's cool. That's fun. That's a good time. Yeah, no, no, I love it. I love it. I feel like he was a uh, he's very good at his his voice work, and I'm ready for that. Yeah. And now let's move on to Pratt. Thoughts, concerns? Uh, I'm, heard still, I'm still holding on. I feel like there wasn't enough. I don't know if those are necessarily the takes that they're even going to use. That's fair. Like they're trying to throw something together. Yeah, that's fair. Because you kind of heard like the last line he said was a little more. It, it sounded a little more like character. At least. Not, yeah. I don't know that it would sound like Mario. More like an more Italian. like he's trying something other than his his normal voice. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, it was hard to tell from the woes and the what is this place. But I was like, oh, mm-hmm. that leans a more that leaned more Chris Pratt than it did Mario. And yeah. then by the end of it, he's like, oh, okay, he's going for something more Italian esque or whatever. Something. Something. But you know what was interesting? Character uh, voice work aside, is that when he was thrown in there and he was surprised, are, are we going to see a glimpse of outside the world? Like, is it is this like a anime isekai thing where he's like a normal mm. plumber in a normal 3d world and then he gets thrown into the <laughs> mushroom be kingdom because that's what it looked like they were playing for a second i was like are we gonna get yeah. some backstory here like i don't know i was just, I was just curious about that so maybe we will maybe we won't how does luigi fall into it does he fall into the same right yeah you know? he was in that antique he was he was yeah. so um it's a stacked cast um so hopefully we get some good stuff but i it's, it sounds it seems like it's gonna be a lot of fun so i'm looking forward to it mm-hmm. do you uh do you remember when it's dropping uh did it say I don't know. I, I didn't. I didn't misremember that. I just said soon. Okay. Weird. Okay. Well, soon enough. Sometime next year. I'm. I'm guessing. Yeah. Um. Let me see if this is the one I dropped and didn't label. Yeah. I think we both have it. Black Panther two. 
Interesting. Okay. So it sounds like she's she could be the de facto Black Panther for who Maybe. knows how long. I don't know. Unless it's a crazy fake out, but they're really yeah. setting up Shuri. So, I mean, it's probably her. Could be. Could be. I don't know. The, the cast seems to say otherwise. Okay. Well, but, we'll, we'll see. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. I don't I, know. I don't know. I mean, obviously, from the trailer, it only gives us that one. It gave us a bit more than the teaser for sure, right? So, yeah. I, I'm looking forward to that. Um, there's a lot going on there. I still don't understand the main conflict. I don't know much about Namor. I'm not going to pretend to. But mm -hmm. um, their weapons, is it more like, you think, magic-based? Or do, do they have access to their own vibranium? Like, what's up with that? There's a whole rich world there we don't even really know about. Yeah, I have, I have no idea. I mean, there's rumors that they might introduce adamantium. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. As like uh, a... As a different alternative, yeah, it's like their their, blend, their version. Okay, that could be it. Yeah, get some uh, mutant stuff going in there. I mean, obviously, they're they're supposed to be like in the comics. They're from Atlantis. So. Right, right. But they're not using Talokan. that in this one, right? Yeah, they're they're doing. They're calling it Talokan. Mm -hmm. Or however you pronounce it. Right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. So that's interesting. So maybe maybe they have water based weaponry or something. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you know what's interesting is that I I, I still not knowing anything. I wonder what why he could be coming for the throat. Of Wakanda specifically, because they they build up that conflict a lot. Mm -hmm. So it's like, do they have beef? Is it insinuated that it has anything to do with the death of the king? Like, what's I, I going on there? I think it's actually supposed to be tied to uh, the ending of the first Black Panther, where the earthquake thing. Earthquake. Oh, that was a small bit. It was a throwaway line in um, in uh, Endgame, where they're like, "There's an earthquake off the coast of Wakanda." Oh no no no! That's At the end it. of Black Panther, the movie, where they reveal themselves to the world. Oh, um, you're saying it has something to do with that? You think? Yeah, yeah, and they're like, um, what is it? Given, like, providing resource their resources to right. the greater world or something. Okay, okay. Yeah. So do you think that it's possible that when they say resources, you don't think you don't think they mean vibranium, right? That's like giving away military uh, ammunition. I mean, maybe not the vibranium itself, but like the knowledge mm, that okay. they get from it. I see, I see. Yeah. Like sharing technolo technological advances and such. Yeah. Interesting, yeah. Color me, uh, color me interested, and that's coming out very soon, isn't that around the corner? Like the November. next month, yeah. yeah so that's coming it. up. Get your tickets, Big Apple. They're already on sale. Oh, she's <laughs> nuts. Might have to might have to secure those sooner than later. Yeah. Um, let's take a left turn here. Let's go into this Velma teaser. We have a lot, but mm -hmm. we're getting through it. Hmm. Interesting. You had some uh, Harley Quinn energy there. Yeah, I did feel like that. Right. Yeah. But uh, I wonder. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just interested. We'll see. I mean, hopefully it's fun. All good fun, adult animation, comedy, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I, I wonder how much of the other gang we're going to see. And I know it's just on Velma specifically. And we saw like a picture of Daphne in the background with her eyes crossed out in red tape. So I was mm -hmm. like, maybe she's a, is it an origin story like she said? Or have they are they going to sprinkle the group in? I imagine they would, right? Why wouldn't you drop oh, them? Oh, it's, it's an origin story? That's kind of what she insinuated at the top. She was like, oh, we're going to do oh, an origin okay. story of Velma. And that's kind of what they are going for. At least that's what it sounded like. Hmm. But it could be fun. It could be fun entertainment. So yeah, it looks okay. <laughs> it looks okay. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not jumping for joy. I'm just. I'm just interested. Yeah. Have you seen the trailer for Violent Night yet? I did. I have not. Let's. <laughs> it's, it's time to. It's time <laughs> to see what that's about. And I want to talk about it after because I was like, why don't they make a horror Santa movie? And then this trailer came out. And I was like, let's watch this trailer. <laughs> when he said, "I gotta watch," was that a fourth wall break, or is he just talking so, about a fourth wall break? Oh. Or was he just talking out loud? Uh, it kind of seemed like a fall, fourth wall break. But yeah, it could be played as that. Could be played as that. Dude, this looks fun. This looks fun. 
Like I'm like, yeah. it, it's like you you saw how cheesy some of these lines were, bro. Well, yeah. Like you yeah, know what you're getting like, into. Obvious, this like, is like a turn your brain off and watch Santa beat up some people. Come yeah. Because I'm like, come on, man. It's, it's not high art, but it's fun. So that that seems like a fun um, adult holiday movie, and I definitely am interested in watching that. So if not for anything else, but David Harper being the drunk Santa. So I'm ready for that. Let's take a small break, and then we want to get into some Rick and Morty's. Yep. All right. Cool. You didn't sound you didn't sound excited for Violent Santa. Violent Night or Violent Night? Yeah, was it Violent Night? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It just looks like what? I don't know. It, it's kind of like nobody. I mean, it, it is it, from the same producer. Right, it's the same people. All right. You know how like uh, it's it was just kind of like a a reason to make yes. What, what's his name look look cool? Um, um, Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, Bob Odenkirk. Right, right, right. No, it just kind of looks like the same. Yeah, but at least like they're having fun with it. Like I, at least this is a more creative initial idea than just literally nobody. Whereas, sure. Like, I, I wonder. I wonder what they're gonna do in like contextualize it. Like, why does he have to? Or like, why? Why is he so skilled? That's true. <laughs> like, okay, I like that. What is? That? But what if they do a good job of that? You know? I mean, they could. All right, we're back with our review of Rick and Morty's Season 6, Episode 4. Uh, according to the IMDb summary, Rick's latest piece of alien technology allows the family to order their sleeping bodies to perform tasks whilst they continue to rest. Uh, while the family sees the immediate benefits, the Knight family starts to question their side of the deal. Um, so right out the gate, uh, I enjoyed the horror elements. This, uh, this episode got spooky in all the best ways. Yeah. And like that's not something that's not something they normally do, and that's what I love about Rick and Morty is they can do anything, any genre they want, or any mm-hmm. time period, or any wacky space adventure, and it, and it still works within the larger show. Um, what what other things did uh, did you like about this, Big Apple, or dislike? Well, I, I think it was it was just that like they're the way that they're branching out. Mm-hmm. It's like they they continue, especially in this season, to show like a change of the nature of the show, like sure. how, how they're they're functioning and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, just adding the horror aspect to the show. Yeah, especially that quote at the beginning and like yeah. just the grim music and uh, the, I mean the use of music was really good and like the strings would play up anytime something like terrifying was about to happen or someone was about to do something. Yeah. Um, I really love that the uh, the bit about like the dishes needing to be rinsed off by the night people uh, <laughs> right. or by the day people rather yeah, becoming that's, the that's philosophical crux of the entire episode <laughs> like they really hammer it home towards the end like yeah. th- th- that's what the whole drama is it's just about that and i was like i love how they can take something that mundane and spin it into a high like i don't know a high art sci-fi like horror <laughs> film or short you know what i mean yeah um everyone ha- uses, uses their night people to do different things rick and morty get abs uh summer learn spanish um beth of course learns the trumpet and then jerry just is a pen pal and that speaks to his character more i like that he, he mm-hmm. doesn't have any aspirations he's just like i just want someone to talk to who gets yeah. me for me <laughs> that's literally all night jerry is and i was like i love that um i i love the podcast scene a boy can dream about reading ads <laughs> that, was, that was so stupid all the bits they were doing are great um going back to the horror stuff the part where rick was forced fed his dirty dishes by evil night summer yeah that, that was, was gold for me i love that i love that and um, the biggest plot twist is that Night Jerry ends up being useful. Like, he helps out. Yeah, he was a bit of a hero this episode. Yeah, and it's becoming a theme this this season. Mm-hmm. Without getting into spoilers for next episode, which we'll get into. It's like, I like how just the ordinary, like, just 
I don't know what you want to call him. Like insult him all you want, but he's just an ordinary dude with no big aspirations. He's yeah. just a kind person most of the time when he's not being selfish or egotistic, e- egotistical. So I just love how like he's the savior of this episode and Rick doesn't like that. <laughs> he never likes that. Um, but do you have any other observations? Because I got I got a funny bit right here that I'm ready uh, to share. No, yeah, sure. So one of the funniest bits in this episode is when like all the crazy action is happening. They're, they're kind of like following acts. Like every third act is, has some big action thing going on this season, and I love mm-hmm. it. One of the funniest bits to me is when Rick punches Sleepy Morty's abs and it ricochets <laughs> and hits him out of the car and knocks him unconscious and able to help <laughs> yeah. uh, Night Summer yeah, out. Yeah, that's right. Um, and then I got a big question for you, man. Uh, if Night People are everybody's subconscious mind, then are we in for more? Uh, let's say like evil summer uh, activities moving forward in the show like if she's if she has all this repressed like a disapproval or anger or mm. like beef with grandpa like is she gonna try and strive right, yeah, for yeah. more power because i mean we saw it well, i Beth. think it, yeah they were making a lot of connections between her personality and, and rick's and now mm-hmm. so yeah they, they could probably play that up later like delve into that how she's sort of a younger version of right right and She's, she might even be closer to him than uh than Beth is because Beth is similar to her dad in some mm-hmm. ways, but not in all of them, right? And yeah. I think Summer is, if there is ever going to be a 2.0 Rick, Summer could be that if they decide to go that way. Mm-hmm. So that's something to look out for personally. Um, I got another question for you, Big Apple. If you had a night person, what would you make it do? Oh, man, I don't know. Not, not with, I mean, uh, are we assuming that it can all like turn not unless you <laughs> did something to piss them off i mean if they you're good at rinsing them. your dishes off I think it's, you're like, be right. if we're thinking in pro- productivity like they mm-hmm. they were yeah, uh, yeah like that that could end bad mm, right, I, so. I think i just make them work out like i think rick and morty had the right idea seriously just <laughs> right? getting reps in while you're <laughs> sleeping i think that's a great idea how can that go wrong like i don't know I don't like, know, overwork yourself. <laughs> no, but i'd give them the same amount well yeah i see what you're saying but it's like i feel like I give you, them you a gotta reasonable plan amount. meals too then <laughs> you gotta like refeed yeah you just night. be constantly eating oh damn and you gotta wake up to a giant morning turd you're just like oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. well maybe so damn is there anything that is safe for them to do like read or something yeah maybe read i mean they would get tired of that too wouldn't they i mean just like you would you can plan breaks <laughs> <laughs> i don't know man it could be fun maybe if you just did them like part-time you gave them a part-time gig you don't make them do it yeah. every night just part-time it could, it could work it could work um Okay, a highlight for me is when Summer turned uh, Rick's line from season one, episode six, around on him. And she's like, sorry, Rick, your opinion means very little to me. And then she goes, full night, Summer. Yeah. And then, like, that's, that's <laughs> I love that because it's showing that, yeah, it has been from the from the beginning, she's had beef with him, like, and how he, he uh, behaves towards her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the very end, the night people live for themselves, like, doing everything they want, like, very hedonistically. And then, like, they went broke. And I was like, all right, time to pawn off all their shit in the day, people. And did you catch that joke when he's like, I have a device that'll solve our problems. And it's insinuated they're going to kill each other. Right, yeah. With a gun. And then and they end up shooting the device. The, yeah. I was like, damn. I got dark for a second. Like, even <laughs> even darker than it was. Um, but no, it's, it was a pretty solid episode. And uh, it's one I might come back to when, I'm, when I want to switch up the genre of the show. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this season's been pretty good. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, it, it reminded me a lot of the, the episode um, where they had that alien that gave him false memories yeah 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 and like the, the biggest parallels there were just like not not knowing or like waking up and and finding a new memory or finding yourself mm-hmm. in a different place or was it just like how dark it got well i think how, how dark it got and also like the the amount of like distrust that was within the family 
Right, right. Like one of the more chaotic moments at the end is when they're fighting. It's like a light switch. The day and the mm-hmm. nights are punching each other into in and out of yeah, consciousness. Yeah, yeah, that and was like, really funny. I, that was so well done because I was like, yeah. I, could, I could barely keep up. I was like, who's doing what now? <laughs> <laughs> and then Jerry gets punched, but he's he's good in both. He's, he's good in both. both yeah, night, or night bad Jerry. depending on which one you think about. Like well, if yeah, you're yeah, the night yeah. family, he's bad. If the night family. That was funny. He's like, I'm on your side. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. Long day. <laughs> that was great. Um, yeah, solid episode. I liked it more than I thought it would. Um, but now we got to skirt into episode five. Mm-hmm. Episode five, Big Apple. Now this is uh, the Panda Express episode. So after yeah, a we can call it that. It is that. <laughs> I mean, unless you want to call it the other thing. <laughs> we'll get into that. <laughs> after a fortune cookie, a Panda Express somehow has the ability to change someone's fate. Rick and Jerry must go on an adventure to stop and steal this ability. Man, they went out of their way not to mention the, the entire episode. Um, bro, this episode pushes the envelope again. I mean, if you thought like mm-hmm. the Beth's episode was uncomfortable, Nah, <laughs> not nearly. And poor Jerry, he's convinced that he's gonna yeah, have sex with his mother. Like his whole fortune's gonna come true. Yeah, it's so great. Uh, and then it's funny how how he's the the punching bag, no matter what. No matter what. And he almost gets punched bad, bad. What are you doing? Get over here, boy. Come on, get over here. Come here. Come on. What? How are you gonna tease me like that? It's because you made a loud noise. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Are you up here or are you downstairs? Which one is it? <laughs> I'm just going to ignore you, Mikey. All right. Uh, okay. <laughs> he sure did. No, I, another observation I have is that Space Beth is in nearly every episode this season. Like, she's, yeah, she's, she's in the bit with the Oscars at the end. Wait, mm-hmm. no. That was, that's the no, next that's episode. The next episode. But, um, but she's taking them to the zoo in this episode. Right. And, like, she's hanging out with the family. She's, like, kind of, like, stepping in there. And I was just like, I really thought we were only going to see her sparsely. And I was like, here we are. So I'm not, I'm not complaining. It's just interesting how mm-hmm. like, when Summer asked her to stay around, she really did. Like, she's coming around pretty often. Um, I like how uh, Rick doesn't appreciate how he didn't get a special fortune. And then, like, he decides to investigate further. Because he said he saves him, right? And then he turns on that device and he notices that there is a weird prob- like probability anomaly mm-hmm. in Jerry's future. And so right. he does that whole like old school test <laughs> with like the dick in the box thing and like piece of paper. Yeah. And I was like, what is going on here? And he's like, you're scaring me. What's going on? And um, he, he, even like when they pull up to the panda, he's like, what do you think I am in the story? The father-in-law? Like MC vibes only. Like Rick's got to investigate. And even his ego comes into play later too. He's like, mm-hmm. all right, like you're sending me mixed signals here. He's like, he thinks that it's all about him. And they're just like the, the Panda Express people are just like meth, meth runners in the city and then they have to investigate even further and it goes it just goes down this crazy rabbit hole we have like a gwyneth paltrow type like influencer woman selling people their fate in this mega corporation with like a bunch of executives and stuff Mm -hmm. there's a whole bunch of philosophical analogies there um (laughs) did you like all of rick's uh inspector gadget moments like he has a tool for everything yeah literally well it's funny how he even used jerry as (laughs) (laughs) to deflect the bullets because it's well yeah to deflect the bullets but also to to uh, punch through, through the, the air vent. The, the air vent. Yeah. yeah, that was great. Hey, he really is a punching bag. Like this entire this <laughs> yeah. entire show, he is. Um, but uh, the, so I was talking about the philosophical like parallels with the executive woman trying to sell you your fate mm-hmm. and fortune cookie. But I want to know that weird fisherman's backstory. Where did he come from? How did he start working on that factory? Why does he want to have oh, sex right. with a space beast? That was a character. <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, that, that was, was a character. Wild. He was weird. I did not like him, but I loved him. And. Um, Again, we go through all this stuff. We see this crazy, like, ending third act thing with a bunch of different abilities. Someone who's like six to walls, and someone who like, mm-hmm. um, like is like basically like fire and water benders and all that good stuff. Someone who can't die, and Rick's like, "That's not as good <laughs> right, as you think." Yeah. Trust me. <laughs> he just, just like, feels the pain of my being shot and my organs like a dozen times. Exactly, and yeah. just has to sit there and take it. Um, 
we get a crazy like a little Akira type fight when like that lady like morphs into that ugly little beast, mm-hmm. and then uh, Rick has to fight him off some more. And then finally, 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 the whole the whole episode they're building. Mom's coming to town. Check your text. She's getting closer. Oh, yeah, she's they're here. all flying through that that wormhole. Everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's like sucking everybody in. And yeah. of course, her like skirts already ripped, and Jerry's pants are off, and like he's about to do it. And I was like, oh my god, we're doing this. And then Rick finally <laughs> yeah. has to choose between saving him or keeping his invincible godlike powers, and like maybe getting a chance to change fate or whatever. Uh-huh. And then so of course he chases, he chooses to save Jerry. And uh, in the process, he ends up making a friend. He's like, "Fuck, I was invincible. Like, he <laughs> become a friend." Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and then we see more growth because, like, yeah, he punches him or whatever, and Jerry starts to cry. But then Jerry's over it, and then I guess Rick's over it, and then he looks mm-hmm. at that fortune about like making a friend that Jerry made for him hastily at the last second. Right. And it's just like, okay, he's coming around again some more. So yeah, so he has a little bit of remorse. A little bit of remorse, a little yeah. bit of growth. And so I don't know. On that note, like, how do you feel about? Um, all like the all the canonical like the progressions of this season because I was reading some reviews and some people mm-hmm. hate it. They're like, oh, it fell off after season one, and like they want pure chaos and randomness. They don't want the. Well, I think I think it speaks to the growth of the writers, like what what they want to do with the show, mm-hmm. and it it by like having these like little nuggets of information added throughout mm-hmm. the episode. Um, I I think it it can give them more to do what they have right 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 like it'll guide their i guess their focus if you would or like yeah. maybe their creativity yeah, down the yeah. line i like it too I, I think it's for the better i'm of the mind that like it's it's nice to build it doesn't have to be every night and every story has to be like super super world building mm-hmm. but like like you said dropping nuggets there's nothing wrong with that because you're kind of you're guiding the the path so to speak and, yeah. and i like that um i think it'll, it's also really cool because it kind of goes with the story itself mm-hmm. is the whole last season the climax of was Morty the the evil Morty mm, evil uh, Morty ending the the whole central finite curve yeah it was. central finite yeah. curve yeah and uh, so that kind of makes Rick now not the smartest person in the in, in the universe but one of yeah exactly and so like the next episode uh, yeah know, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it next yeah. week but basically yeah when he's visited by the higher beings the mm-hmm. dinosaurs come back and that whole joke and all that. Yeah, that was fun. I can't wait to talk about that one because he kind of gets put like not in check, but it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's almost there. Like he's on like almost equal footing with these with these yeah, creatures. Yeah. And I like that. He's like they even say from one God being to another. Right. <laughs> or some something, something like that. Mm-hmm. And then we'll get into that. That's a fun episode. I really like that one. Um, but yeah, yeah. On that note, it's just like I really like where they're going with this. And mm-hmm. um, and they, they really get to play with his his ego more in that episode. Or you just, well, in just general? like in general, they do they because do. because. He's not the smart. He's not the smartest man in the universe. And on that same note, because he he's like this is the family he chose, even though he claims not to care about family and they're replaceable or whatever. He's gone to great lengths to try and maintain this specific family unit, the one he's created for himself. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I think that's uh, that's interesting, and I want to see where that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think personally, on the note of last season, we're gonna see Evil Morty again, or he's he completely clocked out and like there's no reason for him to come back? Now, I, I think now they're probably gonna on... take take another like long break from for from sure Evil morty maybe a couple seasons but I, I think we could probably see him like in two three seasons from now. i wonder what he'd be doing though you know what i mean would he have like a normal life would he be ruling another yeah. universe like I, I just i wonder and now that they've set up evil prime rick like uh our mm-hmm. morty's original rick and what's he up to like is he just a pure agent of chaos he doesn't care he's just living life on his own terms yeah or does he have a personal vendetta against the rick who denied him who curved him like he does him or how like uh, he had him so it's interesting i don't know but i do like the show keeps you thinking keeps your brain turning big apple yep so another great episode 
And I'm looking forward to talking about um, episode six next week. And then when you come back from hiatus on November 20th, I believe. Yes, yes six, sir. six weeks from now. Six weeks from now. Yeah. And then there's only four episodes left, right? After that, if I'm not mistaken. Something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Ten, ten per, per season. Has it been the going uh, number then? Uh, it must yeah, be. I think they've been saying they want to do ten. Just ten. Episodes. Okay. Solid. Solid. Well, hey, quality over quantity, I say. So I'm with it. Um, Take a very, very brief break and then let's come back with barbarian we're back with our review of barbarian and um right right off the top it's written and directed by a man of the name of zach Kreger. It stars georgina i hope i said that right georgina georgina campbell bill mm-hmm. skarsgård and justin long who i was not expecting to appear in this at all i mean the trailer didn't give me anything to go off of really i mean it was just right, kind of yeah, general exactly. horror i was like okay well this could be anything i don't know yeah what do i expect so um the official uh i guess synopsis from IMDb is that a woman is staying at an Airbnb. A woman staying at an Airbnb discovers that the house she has rented is not what it seems, and that's not even entirely accurate because she didn't really rent it. It's, it was double booked. It's a whole thing. We'll get into it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, you know, initially I, I I don't enjoy horror movies. You know, you know this. I'm sure people know this. And uh, so I wasn't exactly excited to see this, but I had heard good things from you and other people. So I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. And what I love about horror movies is that they face you to pay attention to like cinematography, especially in this film. There's some sexy storytelling going on. Like it's like it's raining, it's dark, you're in a seedy neighborhood, you know, mm-hmm. like they're building it all up from the first shot. And like she goes up and like they do great storytelling when she's like, OK, OK, she's she thinks she's here. She checks the number. She knocks. No one's there. She can't get into the lockbox or whatever. Eventually, the guy who's sleeping there, Keith, I think is his name, comes out yeah. and meets the girl Tess and they have the whole exchange. All that aside, like Kramer works great, but what I was really surprised was is that the script like went through great lengths to hold your hand and walk you through why things happened the way they did. I mean, it was very believable. Mm-hmm. She's like very apprehensive. She didn't want to stay there. Like, I mean, this movie would have you believe every single woman is living in a horror film every day. And I was like, damn, I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, <laughs> I was scared for her every waking moment. They really played up Keith to be the bad guy. I mean, how, did you enjoy that build yeah, up? Yeah. Did you, was you like, did you yeah, see course, a twist yeah. coming though? Did you? I mean, like, how? What was your? I mind mean, at? they they were giving like hints, like that that door closing in the background. Sure. She was walking out. Sure. Into the into the room. <laughs> Excuse Bless. me. Jeez Louise. It's <laughs> just allergic to horror films, so it's, talking <laughs> about it's a lot for me. <laughs> I get you. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. And uh, it was. There was a bunch of small things though, like yeah. him, him like not wanting to open the wine without her seeing it, like all this weird otherwise mm-hmm. creepy behavior that it seemed a little too on the nose for me. I'm like, eh. <laughs> and I was like, is he the bad guy? Cause you're really making me think he is. Right. But then like what's in the basement, like you said, the door closed. You're like, what's going on here? Is the house haunted? Mm-hmm. What, what are we in for? You know what I mean? And, um, I was just, I was presently surprised about how they set him up only to pull the rug out from under us with all that. Um, I was also impressed that nothing happened that first night. Like they had, a, they actually had a lovely date night. Mm-hmm. Like if you would, right. They got to know each other. <clears throat> they had some drinks yeah, um, they slept moment. in their separate beds and then they got up. He left like a cute little note and she went to her little interview, like what she was there for. Right. And I was like, nothing happened, <laughs> like good or bad. Nothing happened. I was like, OK, weird. And then they keep it moving. And so that threw me off. And then eventually, I don't exactly remember how, but she comes back and then she starts investigating the basement. And then that's, I think, when she gets trapped the first time. Right. Yeah. She's looking for toilet paper. That's what it was. OK. Yeah. OK. So, again, semi believable. Right. Like, OK, mm-hmm. she's out. You got to go down. You see it there in the basement, whatever. Yeah. And then it closes on her and she's like, what the fuck? And then all that. She finds a secret little string. They take their time. They take her time getting her down there. 
Mm-hmm. Like, remember how she's like has to put the mirror underneath the light against the chair just to yeah. see down there because I think her either her phone died or it wasn't bright enough or whatever it was. I don't know. I, I think, think she, she left it upstairs. Yeah, she yes. left it upstairs. Again, back to that thing. She left the keys, I think, in the, the Dropbox. Mm-hmm. And then her phone. They push in. They make it. They get a good job of telling you this is what's going on. Like, this is where her mind's at. And so eventually she gets down there. Oh, go ahead. Take your call. No, it's scam. Okay. She eventually she gets down to the, like, the little sex dungeon or whatever that is. Yeah. Yeah, it pretty much is that. With a bloody bed and the nasty <laughs> so- stained walls and like a camera. Yeah. It was so creepy. And you think that's it, right? And then I think we cut away. I don't even remember what happens. It's all a blur. Uh, well, oh, no, from there, she she, hears she wants Keith. to get rescued by Keith. Yes, she hears him. And then she finds that secret, secret door. Mm-hmm. And then she goes down deeper. And then, of course, I think she... she well, no, him. that's when Keith... So Keith saves mm-hmm. her from the basement. They go they go back through. and He's trying to convince her that it's not that, not that scary. Right, he brings he her He goes upstairs. down first, so that way... And, and then she waits. Right. Yeah, and then yes. she gets curious because he's he's quiet. Yeah. Dude, I can't believe that happened so fast. You're right. So she he saves her. They come back up. He's like, let me check it out, which was so dumb. He's like, well, let me see. Let me see. I was like, uh, yeah. there's where the contrivances come in. There's a lot of those. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's like, it's but, a room with a bed and a camera. camera. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's like, how interesting could that be? And then the fact yeah. that he wants to see more. Or how how dangerous would that be? I, I like don't. If, if it's just an empty room with a bed. And a I mean, it, on the surface, right. it wouldn't be. But the fact that they had more, right. they had deeper. Yeah. And then it gets weirder. And then he just, in the span of like, what was it, like a minute or two of screen time, that he goes down to the deeper one and then gets like caught or whatever. I'm mm-hmm. like, this guy was moving quick. He was like, what's going on here? Yeah. Like, how did he get down there so fast? Was I like, know. What did, what did uh, just Wong's character say it was? It was like nine feet. Oh, he was measuring it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I forget the exact measurements, but the guy was so. I cannot wait to get to Justin's long part. That was so <laughs> yeah. stupid. Um, so long story short, in a crazy twist, Keith gets his head bashed in by that that woman, right? The mm-hmm. mother or whatever. And then of course, um, Tess is like, What the fuck? And then that's it. We cut to like Justin Long's character. He's like having a good old time in LA, driving his little car, life's supposed to be going well. Burn, burn. Turns out you're not gone, you're not on the show, it's not going to pilot. You have a uh, rape ab- accusations. I'm like, Yeesh, this guy mm-hmm. is going through it. Ugh. And uh it's not a good it's not a good situation for him to be in. Um, but it was fun that a lot of his comedy came from him essentially not being in a horror movie. Or maybe his right, horror yeah. movie being different than the rest of hers, like everyone else's. Mm-hmm. You know, he's dealing him with all those crazy all those, all those signs, yeah. everything. He, like he's very much living in his own world. He's trying to liquidate his assets because he's gonna have to go to court, da 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 da. Um his, his financial manager drops him or whatever because he's broke now. And then he has to go and it turns out he's the owner of that Airbnb. And uh, he's got to go check up on his property. And that's well, that's what gets him there, right? Yeah. And so, again, he's not in a horror movie. I don't even know what drives him downstairs. Well, it wasn't toilet paper again, was it? The door was open. She she left it open with the, the chair. Right. But why did he go to the basement in the first place? Because he was checking out the place as a whole? Like, uh, what the hell's up with all this stuff? Cause well, yeah, he was trying to investigate why there were bags there. Right. Squatters. He, he and... saw all, all her stuff, all Keith's stuff. Yeah, exactly. And he had no clue, like. Are these people breaking in, or like, how did they get? There? I don't even think he made. There it was to, no booking. He didn't even make it to the basement the first night too. I think he slept the night too. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, he yeah. Party. He woke up and yeah, he, he was, went. He like went partying. His friend asked him, "Did you really do it?" He's like, mm-hmm. "No, man, I'm just persuasive." So the movie does a good job of like kind of towing the line a little bit, like trying to make you see things from his perspective. But like, right, was right. it really not? Was it really? By the end of it, you you have a pretty solid opinion. You're like, "Nah, this guy's an asshole." Yeah, he, he probably, probably did it. Probably he probably did it. it. But I I like the fact that they make you like they 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 tow the line a tiny bit. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They like they give you a little bit of doubt. They're like, well, 
by the end of it nah he's an asshole he did that shit um but again like he goes down there and then at some point i don't remember because it's been about a week since we've seen it or more it cuts to the 50s all of a sudden I'm like this movie's taking like three left turns already like mm-hmm. to tell you more and more of the story it's like a bunch of layers i'm like what is yeah. going on here so we see that dude's backstory like the old white dude how he's a creeper how he stalks women how he like gets into their homes and stuff yep and then like we're finally putting all these pieces together about how like this little weird sex dungeon and tunnel system is his mm. and like he's got this weird obsession with like mothers it begs the question did he even ever have a family or was he always like a loner who just wanted a family and had a twisted view on it i don't know yeah i guess i guess he's by himself that's what i thought probably I, I, I don't know either that or he never let his family see the light of day and just kept everyone in the basement and whatnot yeah it was weird but we saw the cages and all that and like how did this guy self-suffice for like 50 plus years <laughs> okay even if it took place in the 70s that's like four decades yeah. of abusing people and having films and who's paying the lights who's paying the electricity is no one come to investigate this place? I mean, I know it's Detroit and like, yeah, it's a CD part. But <laughs> right. come on, man. Like, I, I don't know. It, baff- it baffled me that like he I mean, can get away from stuff for that long. I guess he probably has age. Yeah, but, 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 Big A. Look, you see how old and decrepit he was by the end of the movie? Well, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So how long has he been that old and that decrepit? When did the check stop coming in? Does he have a pension? How does this work? I don't know. Does I mean, they, the they barely gave us much on him. I know, I know, I know. I'm, just, I'm nitpicking, yeah, it was, but I'm just it was like. just to set up. It really was. It really was. And it was good, though, because like they, they even give us more context about like how he he had sex with women and well, he raped them. And then he had sex with their kids and then their kids. And like so this yeah. nasty mutation, incest, babies, super mm-hmm. soldier serum, because that yeah. m- that mother could take a fall and a punch. No, yeah, she was taller bullet. than him. She was a beast, yeah, bro. bro. Like she was like she could play in the NBA. I'm yeah. like, like she was she had the genes, bro. But it, she was a force <laughs> to be reckoned with. Let me tell you. <laughs> And it was really bittersweet, though. Like, you could tell the brainwashing was there. She didn't know English that well. She just, right, yeah. All she wanted well, to do yeah, was be a mother. She was living down there her whole life. Her whole life, exactly. And there was, like, a real-life uh, person who was kept in captivity like that, and they just had the mm. mental capacity of, like, a two-year-old, and they were, like, mm-hmm. fully grown. So that's what happens when you don't, like, raise a human being. It's yeah. Just, it's just interesting. So it was really, uh, in that regard, it was really realistic and, and heartbreaking. And, um, of course, uh, AJ, Justin Long's character, finds Tess in that little hole a week mm-hmm. later. And we learned that Tess has learned the lay of the land. Like, she's got to be oh, best friend. Yeah, I think it was actually two weeks. Two weeks? Yeah. Ugh. Dude, just being in the dark, like, crapping stuff next to yourself in a hole. Like, that's yeah. that's got to do a number on her psychologically. Yeesh. And, um, yeah. So, damn. Oof. That's a lot. And uh, a lot of things happen. It's, it's very crazy towards the end. Like, uh, at some point, uh, Tess makes it out. But I think yeah, by when, when Justin Long's character gets dragged to the, the nursing room, mm-hmm. that was rough. That was so that was uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. I was like, <laughs> but it was kind of like ironic, like, yeah. it's like ironic justice. I was mm-hmm. like, Ugh. Ugh. it was just it was it was great though. It was like it was it was bad in all the west the best ways. Um, so she makes it out. She tries to convince like these piece of shit, no good police officers who don't care about anyone. Like, cause mm-hmm. she comes off as like a crackhead. She looks disheveled. She's like, she's like, I'm not a meth head. You have to believe me. You gotta come to this house. Right. It's haunted. They're, they're, da, 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 da. Like, they're like, this lady's fucking crazy. <laughs> they don't like believe she's, her. She's wasting his time. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and somehow she drags him out there. Yeah. And then they still look. They're like, you look like you broke into this place, ma'am. Da, 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 da. This isn't your residence. And they still they still end up just driving away. I think right. Like they didn't even entertain mm-hmm. anything. Yeah, they got another call. They just like, and they had to go. And I was like, damn. But I like yeah. that they the fact that she went there because like any reasonable person would be like, yo, I'm living in a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Go get the cops. What, what's going on here? Like, and then still the, the, the screaming matters are like, nah, no cops. Sorry. So everything, um, everything kind of f- comes full circle when Tess is shot by AJ after going back down to try and help. Right. Yeah. 
because uh, AJ, of course, kills. No, he doesn't kill the old man. He finds the old man's stash, and he's like, "You sick old fuck." And I thought that was also very ironic. The fact that mm-hmm. a alleged sexual abuser is passing judgment on an even worse sexual abuser, right? And then like, <clears throat> I don't know, just holding a mirror up to him, and being like, "How could you?" This and that. I thought the old man was gonna kill him, and then he blows his brains out. Yeah, I was like, yeah, "I guess what else? What else can you do in that state?" <laughs> You know, just kill yourself, whatever. Yeah, but he was about to. He was already on death door, right? He was around there. (laughs) (laughs) That place looked rowdy. And so, yeah, of course, he he puts a bullet in Tess unintentionally. Oh, it was funny how how that random, that random, yeah, hobo, he just, he he knew all about that. He knew all the backstory. All about the house. He knew everything. I was like, that's a little convenient. Like, Like he he thought the the man was worse than the the incest baby. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it's not like physically but maybe like yeah i got that like a threat maybe yeah no i love that because in the beginning of the film that hobo runs after her and of course she would play it for horror like oh crazy person's trying to get me mm-hmm. but no he was trying to warn her yeah and it's i it's, like how they did that too it was good parallels out. because now she became the hobo to the police if you think about it a disheveled person <laughs> right. trying to warn or bring attention to something mm-hmm. and but you look crazy so it's like appearances it's a whole it's a whole lot man i love it it's a really mm-hmm. well well thought out and well done film um so uh, again, by the end, uh, Tess is helped out by AJ out of the basement. It's nighttime. I think they meet up with the the old man. They see him on the street or something like that, and they end up making it to his like yeah. where he stays, right? Because mm-hmm. she remembers. She's like, we gotta go down by the whatever. Yeah, and that the was plant. the only place that she could. She, think of. she never went. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and so they went, <laughs> thinking they'd be safe. Yeah. <laughs> she busts through the wall. I was like, what is going on right now? <laughs> yeah. She beats the old man to death with his arm. She rips his arm off. Like it's a stick mm-hmm. and just like beats him to death with it. I'm surprised he didn't yell more. He just kind of took yeah, it right. and he was he's silent. Just like he was in like, shock or something. Yeah, I was like, what is going on here? And of course, Tess and AJ run up a little like gas or water tower, or whatever. Yeah, the it is. water tower. And um, dude, they they barely make it up. Like an idiot. I think fucking AJ drops the gun. He like pulls it out and he like drops it. Yeah, immediately he like tries whipping it out and just fumbles. <sighs> I was like, you fucking horror movie <laughs> logic motherfucker. I hated twice it. he he did that. He fumbles the bag every yeah. time, bro. Every time. And of course, uh, the mother's trying to come up and get him on the stairs. And then, dude, he fucking kicks Tess off or whatever. No, he grabs her by the, the hair. hair and she flings her. her off. I was like, what is going yeah. on right now? Dude, it was then I was like, nah, he did that shit. That's him. He did that shit. <laughs> and he's like, I'm sorry. Forgive me. Bro, and then she goes. It's all dramatic. Dude, <laughs> yeah, like the CG monster comes after her and like saves her. Literally grabs yeah, crazy, her and saves yeah. her. I was like, what is going on right now? And, dude, she lives through that. She li- Both of them. The monster too. The mm-hmm. mother. She lives through that. And then like it, it and then um, she <laughs> AJ gets down and then I think she finally wakes up and like claws out AJ's eyes, right, with her like long nails. Mm-hmm. And then so AJ's dead. And then uh poor Tess. I think I think she really saw Tess as like a daughter that she never had. And Tess is obviously like scared out of her mind. So she takes the gun. She doesn't even know what a gun is. I was like, that's good. I love mm-hmm. that touch. You know what I mean? And then boom, gets like blasted in the face, and then that's it. Tess just gets to walk back to I don't know the house and get a car and then like make her way out. Like that's just how it ends, right? Yeah, yeah. She just walks away and that's, that's it, it. Yeah. <sighs> dude. I was like, what the hell, man? This it was such <laughs> a ride. I was like, yeah. what is going on here? Um, but as much as I loved it, uh, the little the little contrivances they were a little nitpicks. But why didn't Tess leave? She had so many opportunities to leave. I know, like I, I think they chalk up chalk chalk it up to her being like a good person, mm-hmm. wanting to help others. But I'm like, girl, you could have ended this horror movie like four times. <laughs> And you didn't, but I mean, it is what it is. That's that's what you get with horror movies. Um, but I mean, like, do you have any other lasting thoughts or or? Well, it, it's funny. Like, 
she she was kind of the the hero in the sense. For sure, yeah, definitely right? the protagonist, no doubt. And and like the guys ended up just being like nuisance, like nuisance. a nuisance yeah. for uh for safety. Yeah. In that way. Like, mm-hmm. like both of them put her at more more risk than she did herself. Exactly. And I think I think that's kind of what the movie was getting at a little I, bit. I definitely think it was. Like all all the men within that story were uh, problematic in their own hands. Right, right. And they only hindered her, like you said, they didn't necessarily bring her closer to safety. They kind of just took her away from it or, mm-hmm. or didn't, you know, didn't help. Yeah, or were the danger themselves, like the old man. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's rough. And it's weird how, like, um, the woman, like the mother that was, like, still down there, that captive mother, yeah. she was technically played as, like, the horror aspect, like the antagonist, if you would, but it's only because she was made that way. You right, know yeah, I mean? she she's a victim. She herself. is a victim as well, exactly. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's the whole misrepresenting of, like, not understanding where everyone's coming from, not knowing the full context and all mm-hmm. that stuff, and, and all that is plays there. It's it's really good. And so, like, that, it was a really good commentary on all that. Like, that was done really well. So, yeah. And that's what I appreciate about some horror movies is, like, they're forced to be really good storytellers because that's, that's pretty much all you can rely on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I really, really enjoyed it. And uh, I thought for the genre, it was, like, a solid 9 out of 10. I really liked it. I don't yeah, – maybe yeah. there's amazing ones I don't know about because I – but. In my experience, like most horror films are just like, ah, Catholicism, blood. <laughs> and like, that's it. That's the whole thing. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. So that's just a turn off for me in my childhood. But what did you think about it? Can you give it a little rating for me real quick? Honestly, I, at first, I didn't really think it was like that good of a movie. I thought it had a lot of contrivances. But sure. um, rewatching it, like it, it gave more uh, like a philosophical like, look at like the, um, the world as, as it is now. Right. And uh, with that in mind, like I think, I think this better. This movie is a, a more solid movie than, than I gave it credit for. Like, solid. The first time. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that a rewatch like helps you see that because yeah. I kind of got that from the first viewing, and I was like, "Nah, this is like really solid." Like they're they're trying to tell you something with mm-hmm. it, and I was like, "I appreciated that. It wasn't just oh, okay horror flick. Like it was there was more to it." Yeah. So in that yeah in that sense, I thought it was very good too. So very solid. Highly recommend. If you haven't seen it, I don't know why you're watching this, but <laughs> spoiler alert, sorry. <laughs> but that's our review of Barbarian. Um, you got anything else? Uh, no, yeah. All right. All right. For Medium Adventures, <laughs> I'm Nathan. And I'm Major. I'm going to catch you on the flip side. <laughs>